0: We are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit By professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking Him into your life The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in His hands To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. I believe you are God, the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. It's truly so great people in this church that really just want to, that really have, like, a heart for God and really
1: just
2: want to, like, just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending a, a word to answer some of the questions that you might
0: have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthews, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me, and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband be going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthews in Williamstown. And, like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life.
2: It's home. I
3: just wanna
1: And blessings and and joy. Like you can tell it, like Lord and honor they, they all belong, belong to you, belong Jesus. To you. Get some credit out of and our lives. Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for bless, for, for blessing me. me. endeavor 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 for everything that you've done for me everything that you've done for me for me We've got a right to praise you We've got a right to bless you Cause when we think about everything that you've done for us Some of us raise our hands Some of us clap our hands And some of us leap Some of us leap over Cause you brought us a mighty long way And everything belongs to you, Jesus Everything belongs to you, Jesus We've come to let the world know That we're not your name. We've come to bless your name. Come on and help me lift God up high. He deserves it to be up there. Come on and let's bless his name. Come on and let's bless his name. We've come to give him glory. 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 Don't get tired. to bless you. You created me to bless you. So I've got a right mind to praise you. I've got a right mind to bless you. I want to bless your holy name. I want to bless your holy name. I don't want to be caught not giving your name praise, not giving your name praise. Why? Because he's worthy. Why? Because he's holy. Why? Because he's righteous. Why? Because he's just God. Thank you Jesus for blessing, for blessing, for blessing.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning on this Lord's Day. I'm Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, senior pastor of the St. Matthew's Baptist Church, where Jesus Christ is the main attraction. We greet you in his glorious name. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we thank God for you this morning. We're praying for both you And your family, praise the name of Jesus, that you would have his peace, provisions, and his power in your lives. We're thankful to our Lord and Savior again for uh, you tuning in this morning. We praise God for all things. And we want to say that uh, we pray that you would transfer all your troubles to Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. We bless his name this morning because he is truly King of kings and Lord of lords. And everything and everyone must bow prostrate before his presence. He's glorious. He watched over us last night. He woke us up this morning and started us on our way. And in spite of this pandemic, we have the blood of Christ, which protects us, provides protection for us. And our families. And we want to say, in lieu of tomorrow, happy, or should I say, happy Memorials Day. And we thank God for all of those that sacrificed their lives for our nation. We praise God for them. And truly, God, again, is an awesome, awesome God. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I got to spend time with my Lord. I got to thank him for who he is. The Lord is. My light, the Lord is my high tower, the Lord is my shepherd king, the Lord is my refuge and strength, the Lord is my present help in the time of trouble. And we are just praising God for his faithfulness, and we want you to be faithful to him as he's faithful to you. By tithing online, sending in your envelopes to P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. And pastor loves you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your kindness, your prayers. And now let's get to our Bible lesson. We're in Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. And this morning, I want to emphasize by subject a strategic storm a strategic storm and even the storm that we find ourselves in today from God's perspective is very strategic a strategic storm and and I'm going to be uh, uh expounding from verse 35 to 41 and the bible says in the same day when Uh, evening had come that Jesus saith unto his disciples let us pass over unto the other side. Let, Let us talk about storms. Those storms that are strategic. Storms can be both predictable and unpredictable. Seen afar off or suddenly come upon us, expected or leaving us exposed. When we think about strategic storms, the predictable storms give us a time frame to get ready for the coming storm unpredictable storms gives you no time frame but can even preempt your plans and your peace spiritually God's people are subjected to both listen predictable and unpredictable storms that is Jesus said in this life you will have tribulations, that's predictable, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. But those unpredictable storms, however, listen, are not, amen, storms that we predict. They are sudden, they bring darkness, they bring contrary winds, amen, they're unforeseen, amen, they're unknown, and they interfere with our daily lives. From God's perspective, and we always want God's perspective. From God's perspective, these storms, listen, are strategic tests of our faith. In other words, God allows these unforeseen storms to test our faith. Uh, the, the, the storms, God permits are schools of God's sufficiency. God wants you to know that in spite of your suffering, he's sufficient. Somebody said he's able to do far exceeding abundantly above all that we ask, Lord have mercy, or even think. Not only are these storms Strategic tests and schools of sufficiency, but these storms, amen, are also samplings to his sovereignty so that we don't faint. God is sovereign means he does what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, by whom he wants to do it. He is sovereign. Who on earth can give God's wisdom when God is all wise? We begin to look at the context of these unpredictable storms. And let me me say that, amen, as we begin in this book of Mark. Mark, Mark is the shortest of the four gospels, 16 chapters. Mark, John Mark is his name. He is writing to a fast-moving people, the Romans, a fast-moving gospel, 16 chapters. And, and John Mark, John Mark, John is his Jewish name, Mark is his Roman name. His mother was rich, and in Acts chapter 12, she hosted the early church in her house. John Mark was highly influenced by Peter. John Mark, John Mark assisted The Apostle Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey, Acts chapter 13. And midway into the journey, his faith failed. And he faltered and he backed up and he went back home. And he inflamed the Apostle Paul to the point that Paul said, I don't want him with us any longer. So Paul took Silas and Barnabas took John, Mark, and Barnabas and Paul, uh, amen, had a confrontation so sharp that they divided company. Ultimately, they came back together, but praise the name of Jesus. John, Mark, amen, came back to Paul as Paul was near his death, and he was faithful and Paul said he is now, listen to this, profitable to the ministry. Sometimes our faith fails. Sometimes we flicker out. Sometimes our fractures permeate us and we fold our tents too early. Could be a marriage, could be a ministry, could be a mindset and uh john Mark amen uh was that type of individual, but in acts twelve and thirteen he is called listen he is called the servant slash minister of the Lord servant is doulos, self made slave for Jesus and minister. Those two words put together, hypotetes in the Greek, really means, listen, that he is an under rower. That on a ship, when everyone was topside viewing the landscape and the beautiful sea, you had slaves under the ship rowing. He was committed to rowing. And there are people committed that are hidden away from your sight To the ministry to make sure the ministry keeps moving. Thank God for the faithful. John Mark, John Mark, John Mark, John Mark, who wrote this book, Mark, uh, he sees Jesus, listen, as the servant of the Lord, where Matthew sees Jesus as the living Messiah. And Luke sees him as the son of man, his humanity, and John sees him as the son of God. Mark sees him as the servant, servant, servant of the Lord. Now let me stop pausing part because you can't serve until you're first submitted. Without submission, you can't serve. I'm not talking about submitted to the church. I'm talking about submitted to the Lord. You, you've, you got the flesh out all those fleshly desires and worldly problems and then you got to come in tasso under the jurisdiction of the Holy Spirit. You, you can't serve till you're submitted. You can't serve until you have subtracted self. If any man will come after me, let him deny, I'm preaching already, himself take up his cross and follow me. And third, you can't Serve unless you are sold out on the sovereignty of God, that God does what He wants to do and how he wants to do it and and is here that uh, Mark presents Jesus as the servant of the lord hallelujah and and it's interesting that uh, uh, him being the servant of the Lord in this narrative, John Mark begins to underscore for us this unpredictable to the disciples storm. That Jesus had been preaching in parables. A heavenly story, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. He had been given illustrations that only he could open up and explain. And he went from the parables to the power. Uh, Mark puts emphasis on, listen, he moves from the word to the works of Jesus. And, and so it's here that we, we, we see at least five, amen, uh, critical criteria in an unpredictable storm. I've had unpredictable storms in my life, things that I had no idea was going to take place, and they took place. Some negative, some positive. I've had situations come into my life that I would have never asked for. Uh, I've I've had, amen, listen, unrelated things that entered into my realm of existence, that I had, to believe God through and for. Can I get a witness? So it's here in this narrative, and I want to uh, just uh pour, pour, pour out to you um, uh this this particular text, and I want to exposit what is going on here in Mark chapter 4. First, in verse 37a, we see, listen, amen, the arising of the storm yeah, yeah. it's God's program yeah, it's unexpected out of nowhere yeah. Jesus told disciples let's get into this boat and 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 by the way the Bible says and I'm trying to be an expositor to you the Bible says and other little boats follow them yeah. your boat influences other little boats your, your boat Influences your family, your friends, your acquaintances. Somebody's watching you. You're the only Bible they read. Lord have mercy. And, and so, and so, and so, uh, uh, uh we, we see the arising of the storm In in, in 37A. It's, 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 it's un, amen, predicted. And, 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 and the Bible says, and a great storm arose, our Lord allows us to come in contact with negative experiences which, amen, are sudden, surprising, and can be striking to our lives. It can take away our stillness of peace. It's sudden. It's trouble we didn't, amen, encounter for. It's trials, amen. And we need to trust Jesus in the midst of this unexpected storm, which is God's program. Amen. There are no coincidences in Christ, and you're going to be. Listen, listen. We we are going to go through unexpected storms in our minds, our marriages, our money. Amen. A future. We're going to go through unexpected storms. I didn't ask for this. Where did this come from? Why did it come? From whence did it come? What's the purpose of of this particular storm? And we got to rely on Jesus. For the hidden hurts. The dangers. The storms. Amen. Because some storms are just unpredictable you keep living you'll wake up one morning and be faced with something that was not in your life you'll be exposed to something that you had no idea would be there Lord have mercy could be a difficulty could be a death yeah could be a deprivation that is the first thing that we see We see the arising of the storm. And that's why we got to stay in a prayerful mood. We got to maintain our praise to Jesus. We we have to, amen, allow him to be our power and strength. Amen. And, and, and And so this storm was arising. It was unpredictable out of nowhere. Secondly, we, we we see the arousing fear from the storm. This is the process. Now now now, let me stop Pauls apart because it says in in verse thirty eight. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took listen him even as he was in the ship. Come, about Jesus. And there were also with him other little ships. Now, now I want to go back to my original clause. Somebody's watching your faith. Somebody's taking advantage of your fruit, whether it's false or real. Your children, your grandchildren, your church members, your workers. You keep talking about Jesus and they put you on display. And you begin to transfer a message to them. Now Jesus had said, let us go, listen, to the other side. God's promises will always bring problems. The problems, the promises of God cannot generate until problems try to block them. It's the promises that, amen, give us deliverance with the problem problems. It's the deliverance that shows up before the difficulties. As long as I know that the promises of God are yea and amen, and I can praise him for the promises, the problems will take care of themselves. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. And we know that all things even this pandemic, are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to his purpose. Uh, I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear the other and be glad. Oh, magnify, this is David talking, the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together Why David? I sought the Lord He heard my cry And he delivered me from all My fears Let not your heart be agitated Let not your heart be troubled Do you believe in God? Believe also in me In my father's house Lord have mercy The Lord is faithful isn't he? Isn't the Lord faithful? The Lord is super faithful The Lord is good The Lord is great the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my present help in the time of trouble. Though the earth be removed, though the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, though the waters raw there, there is a stream of grace that God allows to flow in spite of my fractures, failures, and problems. Amen it is here as we look at this arising amen arousing storm and it is arousing that unpredictable storms can come up in our lives and wake us up arouse us arouse our faith, our fractures, our failures our sense of focus God allows storms to come unpredictably into our lives. Mm. And what we do, yeah, in fair weather is not convenient. Don't take counsel from somebody who's in the calm. Take counsel from somebody who just came out of the conflict. That, that, that typically these storms, these arousing storms arouse, amen, our minds. They arouse us and we ought to respond by faith. They, they arouse us and, and the Bible says that Amen. God has a deliverance for our difficulties and it's here Lord have mercy in these arousing storms that all the disciples became fearful. There is a fear factor when storms arouse in your life. Fear is the antithesis of faith. We start shaking. We start wondering what we're going to do. How we're going to do it. We see an rising storm. We see a uh, uh, an arousing, uh, an arising, an arousing, and now we see an abiding storm uh, of unbelief. It's only as we are threatened, it's only as we feel naked in trouble that we get a sense of needing his presence in our crisis. There's some metaphor language in this narrative. It says, Jesus was in the back of the boat, sleep. Now notice, metaphorically, they're going through a storm and Jesus is sleep. They're going through trouble and Jesus is not awake. They're going through fearful tendencies and Jesus is not even conscious. That is not a down stricken statement about Jesus. It's an up statement about us. Many times Jesus is on board but we won't wake him up. We won't allow him to be the company of our crisis. We won't wake him up and call him by faith into our lives. We won't cry out to him that we're in trouble. He's on board. He's right there with you. You're saved. You're going to heaven. And let me stop pausing part because this if I'm going to exposit this test properly you better listen to this underlining theme We're not talking about your destination, heaven. We're talking about your journey. You and I got a journey to get to heaven. And the journey is not all good. The journey is not all healthy. The journey is not all blessings. The journey are hurts, hindrances. The journey is an agonizing race. The journey is that we got to promote prayer. This abiding presence of Jesus being on board, Lord have mercy. And God can choose to give you rest in the midst of your rambunctiousness. If you just call on him, Lord have mercy. The Lord will come to your rescue. Yeah. We fret, we fear. We are aroused, we, are, we see a storm arising, and we see an abiding, an abiding presence to help enhance. Lord, have mercy. I trust in the Lord. When I think about this journey, Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always been on board. He's always available. He's always there. He said he'll be there till we get the glory. Didn't he say that? I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that right? Wasn't it Jesus that said, come on, we're going to the other side? What he didn't tell you is what may happen on the way to the other side. We're going to have problems. Pitfalls. We're going to have things coming to our lives we didn't account for. We, we never anticipated could be health, could be death, could be Lord have mercy, anything that interferes with our state of peace. That that is that is that that is child of God, we we see this uh, arising, arousing, abiding. Next we see the arrangement. Uh, of the storm. That's God's providence. Now let me stop, pause, and park. I always use my life as a teaching mechanism. My life is different from your life. What the Lord allowed in my life, where the Lord brought me from, how the Lord convicted me, how the Lord Change me. How the Lord challenged me. Do I have a witness? Is different from how he did you. Do I have a witness? And that's why Paul said, I am persuaded. The, re- the reason Paul could be persuaded, because God's leading was personal. Only you know where the Lord brought you from and what the Lord brought you through. How the Lord snatched you out. Yeah. Yes, we'll start shouting up in this place in a moment. Because when I look back, I wonder how I got over. And in spite of everything, in spite of all the hell, in spite of all the hurts, in spite of all my history, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. People have wished me bad. People had hoped that I would die. I'm still standing. People, enemies, have talked about me. I'm still standing. My Lord will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And my cup, Lord have mercy, of joy will run over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and when it's over down here when the journey is finished I will not I might I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever our church is closed indefinitely we don't need a building to feel secure he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own Do I have a witness? My church is on the inside. My church is in my heart. My church is in my faith. Thank you, Jesus. God's not asking you to go against the government. Amen. When the government is not asking you to be sacrilegious, he's asking you to separate and stay put. God is not telling you to refuse the government. Oh, I'm preaching. These pastors ain't hearing from God. They're hearing from somebody else. You better know God's voice when you hear it. Do I have a witness? That, that, that is, child of God, that the word providence is provideo. God had a provideo of your life before you were born. He knew everything. That was going to transpire. Yeah, he knew who you were going to marry. He knew, uh, what ministry you would be in. Yeah, he, he knew your motivations. He knew what he moved you out from. God had, thank you, Jesus, a providio of your life before you came out your mother's womb. He had already anticipated what was going to Transpire. You can afford, inform God of anything. Uh, do I have a witness? In fact, when you pray, it's not your, it's not God's will for you to tell Him every little problem. He's the problem solver. He already knows the problems. He already knows the pitfalls. He, he already knows what you're going through, what you've been through. Uh, do I have a witness? And you can't blame all your stuff on somebody else. You you can't be in denial and keep lying to yourself. I'm preaching up in this place. Amen. That is somebody else that's making your life bad. No, you got something to do with it. You just can't acknowledge it because you're blind as a bat with sunglasses on. Do I have a witness? Yeah, I'm preaching up in this place. Amen. And since I'm preaching, you need to keep watching. You turn the television off, you're going to affect yourself. The fact of the matter is, is that, but Jesus uh was in the boat. Let Let me stop back away and pause. I'm so glad when I became fearful, fatigued, lost my focus, that Jesus was still in the boat. I'm glad when I was disobedient that Jesus was still in the boat. I'm glad when I wanted to throw a towel in that Jesus was still in the boat. I'm glad when I struggled and suffered and wanted to shift out, Jesus was still in the boat. I'm telling you this morning, Jesus is still on board. We are eternally saved. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And that is yeah, this arrangement of providence placed us exactly where God wanted us to be. Listen, that's why you can't listen, listen you cannot come into church and politic for positions. God has already made determinations. You 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 can't yeah. Get slick and try to slip somewhere that God didn't want you to be. Do ha- and when you try to force the issue, God just moves you back because he's got a pro video. He's got a providence. Lord have mercy for everybody. And God's way is to take the poorest and the most hurt and the most vulnerable and use them. Do I have a witness? God don't want strong people. He want weak people that can be strong. Yeah. God don't want smart people. He want people that admit they know nothing. Do I have a witness? He wants to humble us. He wants to help us. He wants to heal us. So they bothered Jesus. Yeah. Our pains and our problems and our pitfalls are no accident to our Christ. Can I get a witness? He told Zacchaeus, who was up in the tree, I saw you up in that tree. Zacchaeus said, when did you see me? He said, really, I saw you before the foundation of the world. I saw you up in that tree. And I knew I was going to ask to come to your house and eat dinner. Do I have a witness? Chow chow to God that God knows us from our beginning to our ending, from our ending to our beginning. He fully knows us. But look at a final assertion here. We, we see his arraignment uh, uh, of faith in the storm. That's his power. His power. His power. His power. Jesus, once awakened, stands up and says, O ye of little faith, giving us the purpose, the program, the process, the prerequisite, and he says, O ye of little faith, did not, I tell you, I, the Logos, I, the lamb, the light, the life, the ladder. I, did not I tell you that we were going to the other side. You got to keep on remembering what Jesus tells you in this word. He cannot lie. His word cannot come back void. Can I get a witness? He said, then I, he says, and then he's talked to the storm. He spoke to the storm. Listen, he said, peace. That's what I want then he gave the order be still yeah. now let me stop pausing park because it is this language that gives us indication that this storm was from sea but God allowed it because when Jesus was casting out demons in, in, in Mark chapter 5 and whatnot, and the demons start speaking he said muzzle up in other words keep quiet be still. He used the same language to demons. And what he's saying is, I want you to shut up, hush up, be quiet. I want the storm to be quiet. I want the storm, amen, to relent. And I want the storm to serve up some peace. You know God's got to speak peace to our souls. You know God, uh, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when storms like sea billows roll, whatever my lot is, thou hast taught me to say it is well with my soul. You got to look at this pandemic. You got to look at this world. You got to look at the wickedness. You got to, in high places, you got to look at all this mess and say, It is well with my soul. Uh, he tells the storm, Peace be still. And immediately, uh, the storm ceased. Do I have a witness? The trouble stopped. Jesus spoke to my storms. He will always complete Uh what he begins. Uh, Do I have a witness? It was a strategic storm. It, It was, yeah, a strategic storm of purpose, of process, of peace. And then of praise Uh, do I have a witness and uh, the disciples finally stood up and said what manner a man is this that even the wind and the waves Lord have mercy obey him didn't they say that Child child of God, he's good. He's God. He's greater than all of my storms. That's what makes Jesus the Christ. We move from his works, from his word to his works, from his parables to his power. We see what the Lord is doing in our lives. In spite of everything around us, in spite of the emotions in us, in spite of the doubts that we keep permeating every day, God is victorious. God speaks, ex and it's done. God pulls us out of doubt and sins, a peace that passes all understanding. I'm so glad for this strategic storm. And it's not until I come out of the storm, say out of the storm, say it again, out of the storm, say out of the storm, it's only when we come out of the storm that we're going to praise his name. Do I have a witness? It's only when we understand who pulled us out of the storm that we're going to praise his name. It's only when we realize that Jesus has all power in his hands that we're going to praise his name what manner of man is this that even the winds the waves the demons the sea the dead obey him he's Jesus the Christ the son of the living God he's all powerful he's all might He's all-sufficient. He's my Lord. I will not fear what man can do unto me. I will bless the Lord at all times. He's got my back. He's got my front. He's got my sides. I will be still and know that He is We love you. We praise God for you. Support us financially online by envelopes, P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey. Keep praying for us. We're praying for you. Your family will be fine, just they must obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Pastor Gordon loves you. I love you. I love you. I love you. In Jesus' name, have a great, great week. Amen.
0: And Speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to ww.stmatthewsbc.org, click donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.